Today's show is a special edition on low-energy houses. We talked to an architect who has made a super-insulated city home, which uses much less energy. It's super pretty too, with a garden on the roof, which is part of its insulation. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105. In this section called Scientists at Work, we talk to people who, for some reason or another, find themselves working, researching or thinking about science in Cambridge, England. Our big idea in today's show is that with determination as well as imagination, our homes might use less energy. So you'll be hearing about things that house owners do to reduce their use of carbon-based energy. It's no fantasy idea that we found in Germany or Scandinavia. No, it's a very real house right here in the centre of Cambridge. The story goes that a few years ago, Jeremy and Emma bought a house plot in town. And they set about building an efficient house that would use as little energy as possible. Their big idea was to do this also as simply as possible. Now, not many of us get a chance to create a house with a clean sheet. Money and planning permissions tend to knock some ideas down. But the magic of this situation was that the owners of the house were themselves architects, which gives them a head start and it gives us an example to follow. I visited the house earlier this week and spoke to architect Jeremy Ashworth. I asked him how the idea came about. Well, we used to live outside Cambridge and then this plot of land at the end of a garden became available in the centre of Cambridge and my wife and I are both architects so we took the opportunity to design a house here and build it and manage it ourselves and we both have a background in dealing with environmental buildings and we thought we would incorporate some of those ideas and some of our philosophies into the, the new house. We've always thought that a lot of environmental buildings can look a bit messy and a bit like science projects and we thought that we would try and incorporate the environmental aspects of the building more into the fabric of the building. We're both architects so the architecture was what was important to us but the building should also run efficiently and we're also against the notion of using technology to generate more energy when we can create an object that uses less energy in the first place. So all our philosophy was about very low energy uses in the building rather than trying to create more. So give us some, for instances, of the sorts of things that you have done here. Well, because we're on a very tight site behind some wobbly single skin brick walls we couldn't actually use the walls to rest any of the structure of the house on so the structure is a steel frame that's cantilevered out from some concrete piers in the middle of the house so during the summer we use that um, concrete, we cool it down there's a little window at the side of the house that lets in a little cool night air and the thermal mass of the concrete absorbs the cool and gives that off during the day. So we can lower the temperature by up to 5 or 6 degrees a day just by cooling down the concrete at night. We had to dig down about 2 foot um, to give us enough height because of the planning restraints that we were under. 
and so our floor is a seamless white resin and what that acts as is a light shelf which bounces the light up and deeper into the, the house so we use less electricity, we don't have to put the lights on as much because everything's bright and white inside the house. We have no heating upstairs which might sound a, a strange and a radical thing to do but because the house is, has 200mm of sheep's wool insulation there's a double height space so the ground floor underfloor heating heats the air the hot air rises upstairs and because it's well insulated and airtight we don't need any heating upstairs so there's no point putting it in so that's another way that we're using less electricity rather than trying to generate more during the summer we have roof lights which are openable and they draw the hot air up and out of the building so again we have this general cooling of the building which goes on all the time just through the physical shape of the building and the insulation rather than any mechanical movement of, of the air around the building. One other thing we did was because we were at a, a garden at the end of a plot of land it felt wrong that we were building on that and not replacing the garden so we have a green roof which mitigates all the water runoff and, and helps generally sort of cool the environment that we've occupied but also adds another 200 mil of insulation on top of what we already have and also helps with the acoustics as well so we're trying to incorporate everything into the fabric of the building rather than add bits like um, Cameron style windmills at the end of the project which sort of wear the badge of green architecture but actually don't do too much. Tell us about that block of concrete that I saw as I... What did I see anyway? There are three concrete elements downstairs as well as a concrete floor which is covered in white resin. Those concrete shapes are C shapes so they're big lumps of concrete about 1200 square where we've carved out the middle of them. One of those we use as a larder so that it's vented to the outside and becomes a really good place to keep your cheese and things like that and keep your food nice and cool without having a massive fridge. The other becomes an area for cloaks and those concrete elements have a steel frame sitting on top of them which cantilevers out all four sides and then the first floor of the house sits on top of that. And as I said, what we can do is cool down that concrete or warm it up in the winter and it acts as a radiator radiating out cool air or warm air and tempers the environment of the house. And the, the floor, which is, as I said, covered in white resin but is a concrete floor underneath that, is again a radiator which just radiates heat upwards and throughout the house and warms the whole house. Because we're always on a tight budget designing for ourselves, one of the keys is to make an element perform as many functions as possible. So we could have had a steel frame coming downstairs and made it a lot slimmer and a lot more elegant, but it wouldn't have performed the environmental functions. All it would have done was be support the structure above. So by choosing the materials carefully, we can mediate the environment as well as 
perform the functional aspects of keeping the house upright. Okay. Do you have uh, a roof with those photovoltaics? We on? we could have put them on. Again, I have sort of a moral issue with the the tariffs because the government are encouraging people who can afford photovoltaics to install them. Actually, it's the energy companies who are bearing the burden of that cost, not the government, and the energy companies just put up the prices for everyone else. So I think there's a moral issue about not using them. And as I say, again, it's that notion of generating more electricity when what we're doing is using less to start with. So, yes, they can be useful, but you need a lot of them to make them pay, and the payoff period is a very long time. I think solar hot water is something we could use and we are thinking of installing because we've got a great location on our roof. We couldn't afford it at the time, but it's something that we can retrofit and install and we might do that. And I think the justification for doing that is much greater than the justification for photovoltaics. So how is a house like this insulated? Well... We made a conscious decision, even though it's more expensive, to use sheep's wool insulation. A, because it's nicer for the builders to use and to handle, and it's much kinder to the environment, and it's a sustainable resource. But also, it's very good because it's hydroscopic, i.e. it absorbs moisture. So, as well as keeping us warm in the winter, using the evaporative cooling effect it can actually help cool us down in the summer as well so it's it's got the benefit of both both aspects which is just a little added extra how does a place like this do its heating all our heating is through the underfloor heating in the ground floor um, which again is efficient and comes from our very efficient boiler we only have the two towel rails in the bathrooms upstairs. Um, there's no other heating upstairs at all. Um, and because the building is so well insulated and so airtight, once the hot air rises up our double height space into the um, top floor, it stays warm. In the days when I was doing up the house, there were two options. If it was a new house, you had double glazing. If it was an old house, you had sash windows. And if you changed the sash windows for anything else, your neighbours would never talk to you. So what have we done here? You've had a clean sheet. Well, things have moved on since then. We had a clean sheet here, but um, for all of you who do have sash windows, you can now get um, conservation double glazed units, which are very thin with a gas-filled cavity which you can fit in existing sash window frames. So you, you can upgrade the and double glaze your sash windows and still make them look as elegant as they do at the moment. We here have inward opening triple glazed windows from Germany and they're argon filled. The inward opening, some people might think, is slightly counterintuitive, but we only chose those because it actually makes them easier to clean. I've never actually quite understood why one needs to get a ladder up to the first floor windows when you can actually just open them inwards and clean them that way. But they're very efficient, very airtight, and enables us to have a lot of glass at the front elevation of the house, which is the only elevation where we were really allowed to put any windows. 
We also have roof lights and we have two types. We have V-Lux types and we have another in the bathrooms which are frameless. They both are mechanically operated so that they open up. The V-Lux ones have rain sensors so they shut whenever it's raining. But the fact that they are double glazed and can open up again allows us to sort of moderate the, the temperature in the house. Goodness me. Is there anything in this house that I could take away and try and fix my own? I think the main thing is if you can control the air movement in your house, a lot of houses are naturally very efficient, especially older houses, because they're heavy and masonry. And the reason they don't work very well is a lack of insulation and a lack of air tightness. So if you can fit draft excluders round your doors, make sure your windows shut properly, then you can actually control the movement of the air around your house. And if you can control that, you can direct it past cold surfaces or warm surfaces in the winter, and you can make it a lot more efficient and use a lot more energy, a lot less energy, sorry, in actually keeping it warm or keeping it cool in the summer. So I think controlling the airflow around the house and stopping the loss of heat or cold from the house with insulation. That's very useful advice. Thank you very much, Jeremy. That was Jeremy Ashworth of Ashworth Parks Architects in Cambridge. He took me round his house in town, and there wasn't a heat pump in sight. In fact, I spotted a very normal-looking gas boiler. His is a modern home with interesting different spaces and nice touches whichever way you look. As Jeremy said, the upper floors have frameless roof lights to maximise the light. The lack of an obvious frame gives the look of a clean rectangle of sky. I was impressed by this approach. It seemed so obvious. That's pretty much all for today's show. Scientists at Work is made by the Science Show team on Community Radio Cambridge 105. You can also find past episodes on the website www cambridge105.fm You can also subscribe to future podcasts with the iTunes store. You can get in touch with us on the email science at cambridge105.fm or on Twitter at 105science. Till next time it's bye from the Science Show. You're listening to the Science Show on Cambridge 105. <laughs>